Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host as always, and I'm super excited about our topic and our guest today. But let's do our quote first. The quote today is by Carolyn Miss, and it's, the soul always knows what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. Today, we have an awesome guest. Her name is Sharon Holland-Gelfand, and she is a functional, holistic, and lifestyle nutritionist who helps get you in the driver's seat of your health rather than the passenger seat. She empowers her clients with simple, effective home testing, giving them renewed energy, lowered stress, and control over their food and lives. With something as simple as a snip of your hair, she can help you learn more about your body and your health without having to leave your home. This is going to be a really interesting <laughs> show. So let's welcome on Sharon. How are you doing today, Sharon? I am doing fantastic. You know, it's like one of those mornings where you just jump out of bed and I love your quote. It is so true. Our soul so knows. Oh my God, love this. I came across this one and I thought, oh yeah, Sharon's going to be on board with this one. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I am so on board. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So you know what? I have so many questions for you, but before I jump into my questions, why don't you give our listeners just a little backstory on oh, where you come from? Sure. Um, so I used to be, I have uh, three young adults, um, I'm divorced. I was, I'm a first generation American. My mother's, a, my parents are Holocaust survivors. And I grew up in a life of do as you're told, uh, be a certain way, don't ask questions. And uh, that's what I did my whole life. And then as I was in my marriage, my son started to not feel well. And long story short, he was diagnosed with Crohn's. I was in banking and finance. I had a business. I had no clue what nutrition was about. And he became my blessing in disguise. I went to grad school, discovered what so much that I didn't know, and everything unfolded, realized I had health issues I was compartmentalizing. And here we are today where I never imagined I'd be so passionate about health and wellness. Um, and I really, I look at my life as like this one big blessing. So there you have it. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, in like, I don't know, 60 seconds, you <laughs> told us a lot. So now I have more questions than I even had before. So I love the passion. I love what you're doing. But I want to go back for a second. And why don't we just take a moment to not brush over your upbringing with your, your parents were both Holocaust survivors? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what did you, what was that like? And what did you learn in that atmosphere? I had no idea what they had gone through. And uh, when I say they're both Holocaust survivors, um, they were not in concentration camps. They were, my mother was born in Siberia. My dad was born in Poland. My mother was in a DP camp, a displaced persons camp when she was a uh, 
a child and their combined experiences really I didn't learn anything really about it until I got married and my former husband started asking me questions. I just grew up knowing that there was something, but you didn't talk about it. Uh And it was a household. There was a lot of love. Don't get me wrong, but it was, there was a lot of like fear and strictness and don't complain. Um, You don't have a voice, stay silent. And I I, want to just like, you know, preface or or just say in conjunction with that, that my parents loved us. You know, I don't want people to think like, oh, my God, you lived in, you know, such a controlling house, but they do the best that they can. And it's not until we grow older that we realize what we've gone through and what our upbringing has or hasn't done for us. So I just was going through life thinking, this is, this is how everybody lives. This is how everybody's raised. Yes. You know, it's really interesting because I spent a lot of time researching generational patterns and how it ties into what we do, how we behave, how we, how we believe. And, um, and so I'm fascinated by this and, and, Anytime I ever talk about generational patterns or anything, we do need to recognize, and I'm glad you jumped on board with it right away, that the intentions are good and that they're, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what beliefs come from anything, no matter what patterns emerge, most people do the best that they that they can with what they know. And so for me, it's all about just making things conscious mm. so that you can you can decide how you want to believe and and how that's going to impact how you behave. And it sounds like you did that naturally, but based upon what happened with your son. So tell us a little bit more about how that kind of manifested and what you learned from it. Mm. It's so fascinating to me because, uh, you know, you said something very important about this choice that we have in our belief systems, because I think... There are so many times and based on how we're all raised that we don't realize that we can question or that we have a choice. So as I, I was always coming down with something, I had a lot of benign health issues. I would get migraines that I would take shock, shots for. I had IBS, I had eczema, I had all these things that I compartmentalized because no one told me that I wasn't healthy. No one said, you know, oh, you've got a disease. I wasn't diagnosed with anything major. It was like, you're getting older and this happens. But when my son was diagnosed, the first week that he was on the medication, he got worse. And he was crying to me. He was 12 and a half at the time. He's um, 24 and a half now. He was crying to me that it was the medicine. And the doctor kept insisting that it was the disease. And I found myself, it took a couple of days, but you know, it's that that sixth sense, that intuition, mm-hmm. that inner knowing, the soul, as you're saying, I was finally like, I, I stopped, I shut out the noise. That's why I love your quote. And I thought, wait a second, why am I not listening to my son? He's crying to me. He's telling me how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to these experts. And I, I just, we took him off the medicine. I took him off the medicine. Eventually I found another doctor because I just knew that there was, there were so many other questions I had. So what do I do? I go on Dr. Google. What does everybody do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
five hours, a hundred tabs. And I was like, I just thought, oh my God, this is so confusing. And my sister, who's a doctor, I turned to her one day and I said, I've got to go to grad school. I need to get a master's in nutrition because I need to understand what the heck is going on because I've got to help my son. And it was one of those moments that if I tell you, Heather, when I was younger, I hated school. And it was like, <laughs> I looked over both of my shoulders and I was like, wait a minute, did that just come out of my mouth? Did I just say that? <laughs> That's awesome. I've had those moments. They're like, oh, now I've got to follow through because apparently I want to do this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was like once the cat was out of the bag, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But you know what is interesting, I find, is that as a parent, as a mother, that, that we will do unbelievable things for our children like you were talking about your health issues and and it took your son to to motivate the massive action that you took right and so you know I think that that happens a lot and I want to encourage people to do the the things that we need to do for ourselves as well that we would do for our sons and because some some people out there suffering may not be parents and so you know just want to put that out there for everybody as well yeah i i couldn't agree with you more because it's we we unfortunately wait for something to happen and there's no reason to it's it's it's, i love that you know i keep going back to your quote because if we just find the time to breathe and tune in to ourselves, really just listen. We're going to hear thoughts that keep coming through that are repeating, or we're going to notice things that are saying to us, pay attention, pay attention. And then you have to realize like there's, there are patterns, you know, occurring. And now it's, yes, do I have a choice? What do I want to do about this? And I think the fear of the uncertainty or taking that next step, because sometimes it's so much easier to stay in that pain Mm. and stick with it because it requires an effort. And if we don't see what's beyond the cloudy, the clouds, we don't. Oh my gosh. I love this because I talk about how it's absolutely worse to be okay then it is almost to be in this pain, this pain point that's so excruciating that you have to change because yeah. the people that are okay or maybe a little pain or uncomfortable but not like over the top, they don't make change because mm-hmm. it's easier to stay where they are. But the people that are in massive change, they they realize they there's nothing else that they can do but change, right? And so I I think that what you've hit on here is that we can we can withstand a lot of okay, somewhat painful, not great because we don't want to make a shift. Right. Exactly. And then what that does, you know, internally is it creates this um, hurricane, this tornado, because it's all this energy that is sifting through our bodies and it manifests in all these symptoms that we're feeling emotionally, physically, you know, so even though that's why when, you know, as a nutritionist, it's, it's so holistic because it's what am I thinking, the brain gut connection, what am I feeling, what do my relationships look like? It's really looking at all aspects of the pie, the proverbial pie. <laughs> mm, I love that because it is, we are whole beings. We're yeah. connected. 
you can't just take one part. Exactly. Wow. Now, when did that all happen? When you went back and you got your master's and you, you delved into this new career, was that how, where was that in your, in your uh, journey? Well, I was in my, when I turned 40, that's when things started to kind of shift. And I realized, you know, I'm not happy. Wow, I can do something about this. Mm -hmm. And so in my 40s, it took about four years, because then I had to take a bunch of classes. But it took about four years for my son's diagnosis for me to enter into my program. And I was already in my mid 40s. And I'll never forget this. Uh, My kids were in high school at the time, my, my younger twins. So Zach, uh, my son who has Crohn's has a twin sister. And then I have an older son. My older son was in college. My twins were in high school. I'll never forget this. My daughter came to me one day. Imagine, you know, the, the hormones raging. It's She's in 11th grade. It's, you know, SATs and college. And I'm studying. And she just like, cried to me. It's like, why did you have to do this now? Couldn't you wait till we <laughs> left? Don't you know I need you? <laughs> oh, that's so and I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm I'm ruining my kids' lives. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, now it, it's always like in the moment of the emotion, right? It, we, we tend to take on the world on our shoulders and everybody else's emotions get dumped onto us sometimes, right? But now can she and you and everybody look back and say this was actually the perfect timing? Heather you hit the nail on the head because until they all went to college, the divorce, the diagnosis, their own, you know, each of their personalities, it took them going to college and separating from me, from everything, I mean, their dad, to be able to come back and be so thankful. They, they actually made me cry individually. It wasn't even like they said, mom, we have to talk to you. Yeah. Individually, we had conversations that if, I hadn't gotten divorced. If we, if Zach hadn't been diagnosed, we, I would not have been able to grow into the person I was meant to be, to give them the space to grow into who they're supposed to be. And that realization of, oh my God, we have this power, we have this strength, even in that fear to be able to create that space. I'm, I have goosebumps now even just saying it, that I, I feel blessed to this day, even with all this uncertainty in the pandemic of this love and understanding that there's always gonna be fear. There's always gonna be something, there's always an unknown. But when you feel grounded and you feel the support and the safety net of love and a knowing and listening to your soul and the the help of those around you, you really can break through anything. You really can. And I absolutely love what you just said about, you know, the the purpose and the becoming and who you were supposed to be. So I'm just going to point out for our listeners, it was at 14 minutes. So you may want to go back and listen to that part again, because it was just so awesome. I know I'm going to do that. (laughs) So, so now, okay, so you just kind of tossed in the divorce. Is there anything that you would like to share with those listeners who may be going through that type of transition that could Mm. help them? 
Yeah, it's so fascinating because I felt so ashamed. I felt like a failure. I was completely embarrassed because, you know, I'd been raised to that divorce doesn't exist. I was raised to, you know, just power through everything, fix it, whatever Mm. it is, you can fix it. And I couldn't fix it. And we couldn't fix it. And I keep saying, and because it's so multifaceted, it's so deep and everybody has their own uh, levels of what they're going through. And I, if I, that to me was more scary than going to grad school and changing Mm -hmm. careers. There was so much fear and I was shaking. I I wasn't sleeping at night. Um, I mean, there were times that I'd be in the bathroom literally like throwing up, you know, just so much anxiety and fear of what am I doing to my family? What are we doing? And because again, with like any uncertainty, when you don't know and you don't see, all you could do, like Martin Luther King said, is just take that first step. And I just had, again, this deep knowing that my, our souls needed this. And all I can say is that it's okay to be feel that that shame and it's okay to feel that failure but it's really if you turn it around and shift the perspective those are just building blocks that are making you stronger so that you can own who you are because we have it in us right so it's just taking it one day at a time i mean oh my god i'll never forget a conversation i had with a, a really good friend of, uh, of mine and of my former husband. And he said to me, I, I had done a program with Landmark Education, and he said to me, this friend, you know, five years from now, you're gonna look back and you'll be so much happier and realize this journey that you've come to. And I just looked at him and I started bawling. And I thought, <laughs> five years? <laughs> I I have to wait five years for this. Yeah, I I was bawling, Heather. I just, I, I, my body was shaking. I was hyperventilating. Like (gasps) five years, I can't even get through five days. And you know, it's just taking it one day at a time because that's all you can do is just taking it one day at a time and allowing as much light and love and forgiveness into your soul because it does take time. Uh, You know, there were days that I thought, I can't do this. Uh, It's going to be easier to just stay married. I can't do this. And then I'd wake up the next day and say, no, this is, you you need to do this for your family. And one thing I have to add is that I will never forget also, we went to a therapist, me and my former husband, you know, and we've been going for a while because I do believe you really have to turn over every stone and you have to come from a place of love if you can truly come from a place of love, understanding that this is what's necessary for everybody's growth, mentally, physically, spiritually, however you want to look at it, then you know it's time. And the therapist said to us, and I will never forget this, because I said, maybe we should wait till the kids go to college. And he looked at us and said, you, will be, you would be so selfish if you did that. And I was really annoyed. I was like, What? What do you mean I'm being selfish? I'm doing it for my family. He goes, you could think what you want, but you're doing it for you because you're afraid to move forward. You think that they're going to be better off waiting till they go to college? What's going to happen these five years or six years before they get there? What kind of a household are they living in when they can feel that you're not happy? 
And if I tell you that was such a sucker punch to me, Mm -hmm. and it just made me realize that, uh, you know, you just, yeah, we had to step up. Yes. And, and the gift of that truth, you know, that it is a difficult thing to share with someone, but it is such truth. And, um, and I will share, everyone has their own path, their own journey. And I know some people that have, you know, rebuilt their marriages after things like this, but I went through a divorce like you did. I made that decision. And I will tell you that my sons will, will now say to me, you know what, that was 100% the right decision. Mm -hmm. And it was the best thing for us. And I, and in the moment of things, and you, you discuss this in the moment of things, there is such fear and, and anxiety, and you don't know what's going to happen. And time is such an interesting mistress. You know, there are, (laughs) there are times when it feels as if you have all the time in the world. And there's times when you feel like you have, you have just this, this millisecond, but, but when you breathe, when you breathe into it, and like you said, just, just share with your mind. It's just this one day. Mm -hmm. You can do anything and you can work through anything. And, um, and in the end, everything happens for a reason. And you are on an amazing, beautiful path. And I can tell from your energy that everything is coming together. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, we sit in so much judgment of ourselves and of others. And there's no right or wrong. It's like you said, it's your truth. It's what's right for you. And it's you just can't put it all in a bubble or in a bucket and just uh, do something because of what somebody else thinks you should do. Yes. And that's why going back to how we started this call about finding your voice Mm -hmm. and how um, by no bad intentions whatsoever, um, we seem to have this common thread of feeling as if we didn't have a voice when we were younger and, and finding that voice and that, that awareness and acceptance that it is okay to have it, not only okay, it's your destiny that you that you are unique and that you when you fulfill that, when you find it and fulfill what you're supposed to be doing, then everything aligns and you're able to better help the people around you. Um, it's amazing. It is. I, I want to just ask you before I forget, I in your introduction, um, <laughs> there's something about snipping your hair so that you can <laughs> learn about your body. And, and, and I think I need some more information. So <laughs> h- how does that work? <laughs> uh, so, you know, on my journey of going for my master's, uh, there was still something I felt that I needed to understand more functionally. So getting certified as a functional nutritionist, it was about learning of what kinds of tests can people do at home that aren't being uh, done in offices uh, because of the way that Western medicine works. And and trust me, it saves lives. My sister's a doctor. I'm all for it. I, medicine is fantastic. But there are things that we can do at home. So when I start to learn about 
uh, hair analysis and what you can learn from the minerals in your body that are almost, um, they're like the spark plugs. When you do a hair analysis and you take a few snips of hair, the hair is, it's the spark plugs of the body. And I always liken our bodies to engines. We're cars. You know, we have a system, we have a dashboard. Nobody's given us that manual. So when you get the information from it, it's showing you through different ratios and, and looking at different minerals where you're starting to feel these imbalances and you correlate them to how you're feeling. So, you know, we, we're used to feeling maybe the stress and anxiety and we think it's normal, right? Especially now, or we have these aches and pains or we have eczema or, you know, fill in the blank and we think it's normal. We're, we're getting older. But when you start to look at these alternative testing um, methods, you see that they're like precursors to underlying conditions that we're not paying attention to. So it gives you the opportunity to find balance so that you can then uh, take care of your health on, in a bigger way. And it's just fascinating. And it what sounds we don't more know. proactive, right? So exactly. Yeah. And then you can, you can actually, you, you see it. And I love your engine analogy. That makes so much sense to me yeah. so that you can, it's like maintenance on, on your engine, on your car. You don't want to wait until it breaks down. Um, and especially our bodies are, you know, they serve us so well. We want to make sure to maintain them and, and take care of them and, and understand them and serve them. Yes. So I love this. It sounds fascinating. And, um, you know, I, I while we're here, I guess while we're here and, and you're sharing a little bit about how that works, why don't you share, you know, how people can get a hold of you? I know you've got a really cool program that I'm going to uh, end up sending, um, putting a link to in our show notes for everybody to be able to check out. But if you can share it for those people who want to write it down right now, that would be awesome. Oh, absolutely. So my website is Sharon Holland with one L dot com. And if, but, but if you type in SharonHolland.com forward slash think dash eat dash thrive, I have a program that's actually starting Monday. I have a few spots left where it's going to be a six week live program. And it's what I'm going to be giving you is uh, the, the, your manual, right? So it's going to be live group Zoom calls with assessments, with information, with videos to give you the tools to start tuning in because we need to connect to ourselves first and understand what we need before we can even take action, before we go and buy a supplement or think that we've got to go on a certain type of a diet. We need to understand what we need. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, it sounds fascinating. I Like I mentioned to everyone out there, if you're driving, don't try to write that down. <laughs> I will put it in the show notes for you. and You'll just be able to click and get right there. Um, that sounds really cool. I'm going to check that out as well. So is there anything else? Like if you're thinking, what would you from your experience, your life, your your wisdom, and your everything that you've learned, what do you most want to share with our listeners? What do you think they, they could get the best use of or maybe even take action on right now? Oh, the honestly, this there's obviously so many, but the one thing that really is pops up for me is give yourself, bookend your day, give yourself even just five minutes to do either square breathing or four, seven, eight breathing, which everybody could look up. And after you do that, 
allow yourself to listen to your thoughts because what you're hearing is your true soul, as you said, Heather, earlier. Oh, yeah. Right, hearing what you're saying to yourself and then writing it down. I'm not saying you have to fully journal, just jotting it down and pay attention every day to what it's saying to you because that's giving you, you know, some connecting the dots of the direction you need to go for you. Mm. I love that, Sharon, because, you know, we're obviously like right aligned with the listening to the soul and, you know, turning down the noise, the volume on all of the distractions out there in the world. But what I also love that you said is to do it each day, because then what you'll do is you'll recognize the patterns versus an anomaly that might be happening one day, right? Is that accurate? Exactly, exactly. And it's just one thing. We're trying to do everything. Stop, pick just one thing and start there. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is fantastic. (laughs) I absolutely love all of this. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So, um, is there anything else that you that you want to share? Because I know you said there were a bunch of things that you could tell people or, or you just want to leave them on that take action breath um, because I just, I feel as if there's so much that you're talking about that peep that can help people. So I guess I'll, I'll leave it at this. Guys, check out our website, you know, (laughs) go there, maybe reach out. If you have a question, I'm sure you've got some resources. You've got your new program because it sounds to me like an amazing opportunity to just learn a little bit more about our bodies, our souls, Mm. and how to take control back, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, and I love quotes also, Mm. uh, Kevin Trudeau said, most people have no idea how good their body is designed to feel. Mm. I love that. That's a good one. Right? Because we've gotten so used to it and it's really time to just start questioning and asking yourself what you're feeling. Is it true? That's why the breathing, honestly, yes, there's so much, but you have to start with that, the breathing, jotting it down because that'll open up so many gateways that will lead you down the path of what you need to do for you because we're all individual and there's no cookie cutter solution. There we go. There we go. You <laughs> Mic drop. Thank you very much. Oh, Sharon, you have been amazing. I so appreciate your time and wisdom here with us today. I'm sure everyone out there does as well. You listeners, if you loved the show, please share it. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those. And thank you again, Sharon. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for having me. You too. And thank you, everybody. 